exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. Uh, finals weeks and how crazy they are. Uh, Lindsay Lohan, she's totally Lohan. nuts. Lohan. Oh, man. Lindsay Lohan. Let's just, Lohan. For, the sake, for the sake of... Uh... Brevity. <laughs> Let's just call her Lilo. Lilo. Please, ladies uh, and gentlemen, Lilo. Terrible. Terrible. Fire um, crotch. Yeah, we're... <laughs> g- <laughs> I'm not sure you can say that on the I air. I apologize. You, sh- you better apologize to the listeners Dear right now. Dear FCC, Merry yeah, Christmas. Exactly. I just saw uh, the E-Network, I'm sorry. Uh, we're talking a little bit about Star Trek Two, and of course, some big nominations out today. The Golden Globes and the Grammys are out. Uh, Eric Marzak's got the lowdown on the Grammys. I certainly do. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, let's start off, though, Sean Parker. How was your weekend? Uneventful, other than the fact that I... Ouch, what'd you do tr- your hand there? <laughs> while trimming my Christmas tree. Ooh, <laughs> you do a- that? Are you supposed I, I to do this that? time? It didn't fit in the stand, so ah, with a serrated. So you decided, cuckoo. yeah, you decided <laughs> to trim it with I your was pink trimming finger. Trimming my tree, and it was like a Christmas time massacre in my apartment. I had to go to the emergency room and get five stitches in my oh, left pinky. It's oh, kind of a gnarly wound. Oh, five stitches! The, doc- the doctor told me it was like the perfect cut because it actually touched the tendon but didn't that's, damage it. So it was the difference creepy. between like five stitches and some antibiotics uh-huh. and like surgery and physical therapy so oh. i mean if i'm gonna cut up my finger it's that's the way to do it yeah you know you know i think you learned a valuable lesson not to play with adamantium sabers <laughs> that, that, that nice. was the lesson i learned <laughs> nice don't invite Logan everybody over. learns that lesson that's sometime. a christmas story for all yeah <laughs> eric how was your uh, weekend Tell my weekend it. was relaxing yeah. and wonderful yeah and uh saw stranger than fiction how'd you like it i i really enjoyed it i yeah I could see the twist coming, if you can call it a twist. Right. Um, but Will Ferrell is really entertaining in it, and uh, you know, Queen Latifah is pretty good in it. And because she doesn't actually do anything, right? At all. Pretty much. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, that was enjoyable. But um, <laughs> and the star of the movie for me though was Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman he was, was good. beautiful in that movie. The thing with the Dustin. With Dustin Hoffman, every movie that he's in, he's always eating excessive amounts of food, and he's always has many scenes where he's barefoot. And I don't understand why. It's in his rider. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> he has a rider. It's Dustin. Dustin. He wants twenty-five shelled red M and M's. Nice. I can't blame the guy. They're delicious. <laughs> that so, part was basically just wasn't it recycled from I Heart Huckabee's? That's what I was gonna say. I mean, I think, while, yeah. while it was still enjoyable, right? It was this. His name was probably Bernard, and it was the same guy. <laughs> I think it probably was. Jeremy, how was your weekend? Man, it was not bad. Did a little lot. Uh, this weekend, we're also doing a wine and cheese party at uh, one of our friend's places. And actually, yeah, I think Sean's having a party this weekend, too. A little On cookie Sunday, a little, party. a little cookie open house. Um, but uh, <laughs> nice. this, this last weekend, I uh, had another wine and cheese party. I went to up in uh, my wife's hometown, so that was fun. Mm-hmm. And I, I also like sleeping. What oh, was good. the best cheese you had? Um... Probably it was probably like a craft single. It wasn't too <laughs> varied, but uh, I did enjoy it. Man, Mr. Crane, <laughs> um, I had a pretty uneventful weekend. Also, you guys just... are so excited. No, listen, to I this. didn't really do anything. I, ate some I had five stitches. <laughs> I watched the Red Wings. I uh, I wrestled a, a cement idea. truck. Oh, I uh, hacked the net. Mm-hmm. And uh, stone washed some jeans. Yeah, I did stone wash jeans and then acid jeans. washed them to get the dual washed effect. <laughs> nice, that's good. That's and then amazing. did you patent your idea to Abercrombie and Fitch? I did. 
And then I uh, sent a, a threat to Levi Strauss because he uh, shot down my idea. The guy's a jerk. <laughs> Good. He is a jerk. Uh, finals week this week on campus. In case you noticed, a lot of uh, sorority girls walking around in pajamas with big cups of coffee. That generally means that there's some academia going on around Either that head. or they're doing the walk of shame. Either. Where was the, <laughs> the memo to put your Uggs over your sweatpants? You didn't get it? No. That, when that memo went out like three years ago, man. Man, that's that's... <laughs> Wow, that's Did you fashion. see it was like from Kate Hudson, CC, <laughs> yeah. Cameron Diaz, C-C-C. Sienna Miller. Yeah, right. <laughs> Eric Marzak. That's if you're gonna okay. spend the money on on something that ugly and gaudy, you may as well show everybody that you did. And... Or marry it like Britney Spears. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Papa Zow. Papa <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ouch. Ouch! How, not, a lot, many of you aren't in uh, aren't in college anymore, which is too bad. That's but so I want to hear Eric Marzik. I believe that you have probably a really good story about something stupid you did during finals week in one of your years here at Michigan State, and I'd like to hear it. Um, man, you're putting me on the spot, buddy. I know, I know. <laughs> maybe, maybe we will revisit that after okay. a break. Okay. Man, do you guys? I don't know. Eric, Eric for sure remembers this. The one semester. This was my freshman year, where uh, the first day of finals week during winter semester fall semester it just absolutely huge snow and Mm -hmm. like uh it was Mm -hmm. like almost up to your waist at some points and i had exams early in the morning and nothing was snow plowed oh man yeah that was pretty eventful that sounds crazy that was crazy that was nuts man (laughs) we've got uh andy provenzano online to talk about that wait no we don't no no we don't unfortunately we need a weatherman he's not big enough for the impact um (laughs) we're uh oh man the midnight screams do you guys hear them yeah i even sent you a message oh really i left one night like right at 12 and so i'm walking out of holden hall oh that's right you did walking into the middle there to my to my car and everyone's just screaming at me like Wow. <laughs> I was in it was I think it was last night or the night before that. I went to my girlfriend's uh, house and she lives I mean she's not north north of city like other people, but she you know she's she's around the uh, Bircham Road. I mean we're a couple blocks off campus here, especially far away from any residential halls. We could hear them loud and clear in her living room. Are you sure that wasn't the Bircham Hills retirement home? <laughs> <laughs> they do do midnight screams at the Bircham Hills retirement home. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Um, you got anything for me, Mr. Marzak? I I don't I don't feel that you're, you're uh, this a is the right time to you're talk about my antics. You're a disappointment. Um, let's uh, keep rolling on into. Let's talk about the Golden Globes. Nominations came out today for the uh, Golden Globes. The Departed leading the pack with six nominations. Uh, The Departed, of course, the Martin Scorsese movie with uh, Matt Damon, uh, Jack Nicholson, Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark Wahlberg, Alec Baldwin. uh, You name it, they were were in the movie. Uh, Nominated for Best Dramatic Picture. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is nominated for Best Dramatic Actor, not only for The Departed, but also for Blood Diamond. He managed two nominations. Um... Uh, what else do we have here? Jack Nicholson and Mark Wahlberg were both nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Martin Scorsese was nominated for Best Director. Uh, screenplay. William Monaghan was nominated for the screenplay. Uh, I mean, The Departed cleaned up. How many of you guys saw The Departed? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I saw it. Absolutely. absolutely. It what do you guys think? The only one it, who did it. It deserves all the nods. Here's the sad thing, though. is it Scorsese will get nominated for Golden Globe, might win a Golden Globe, but he won't... Uh, 
he won't win, he won't win an Academy it. Award. And he's going to say right before the Academy Award uh, um, voting, he's going to say, this is my last movie. This is the last one I'm doing. And then when he doesn't win, he's going to make another one so he can get nominated the but next year and do the I, same stuff. I have to tell you, Parker and I and um, Dr. Kilometer over there talked exclusively. We had a little bit of a debate whether um, you can actually buy into a Jack Nicholson role anymore and not just see Jack Nicholson as right. himself. Yeah, same thing with Christopher Walken. You can't watch it without... They play themselves. Or they Kevin play themselves. Spacey. Right. However, yeah. here's the asterisk. Nicholson was incredible in he this was movie. He was really good. A completely, well, I can't say a completely different side of him, but definitely a new side of his acting. And I just bought into the role. I thought everyone in this movie was great. Um, probably the weakest link would be the Wahlberg. Really? You think so? Listed. And he was still good in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised Matt Damon wasn't nominated for that movie, to tell you the truth. I wasn't. I wasn't at all. But really? I'll tell you what. Um, I, I do agree with Pat that uh, Jack was amazing in this movie. But the difference between him and Christopher Walken is that I think Jack Nicholson takes roles that kind of allow him to flower as an actor even more than he already has. Right. And Christopher Walken just embraces the caricature of himself yeah. in roles. Like, if you see the last two movies that I've seen that Christopher Walken has been in, He's been awesome in it, and it's just what the movie needs, but he's completely the same character. Uh, right. Pool Hall Junkies, he was in that, and that was that was a terrible movie, but he was good in it. <laughs> and then The Rundown, which is a hilarious movie, I and he was great in The Rundown. And But he's the same character, whereas Nicholson, you can definitely say that, you know, he, he varies his roles. <laughs> you know, you have him in About Schmidt being a down-and-out widower. Um, you have him this movie being basically a gangster um, and and the list could go on and on uh, as good as it gets where he's you know a washed up playboy who still has it at the end you know his his acting chops are just un- unreal I don't, yeah, I don't it, understand it's that. it's mm-hmm. almost like right when I thought I was sick of the guy now I'm interested again I'm kind of excited to see what he does next you right. should give him a call I got his phone number really <laughs> yeah are you single is on your smartphone <laughs> nice um, other things going on with the Golden Globes Clint Eastwood was nominated for uh, best director twice. He was nominated for Flags of Our Fathers and for Letters from Iwo Jima, which it's they're, they're both counterparts to the same movie. They're both stories about World War II and specifically the end game between the United States and Japan at the end of the movie. Uh, Flags of Our Fathers is about the American tale of the story. Letters from Iwo Jima is about the Japanese side of the story. And that movie, I believe, is coming out next, not tomorrow, but in uh, a week after that. Um, nominated for both of them. How many of you saw Flags of Our Fathers? No, I didn't, I didn't no, get a chance nope. to. Nobody here saw it? No. Oh, I'm the only one. And I'm going to tell you right now, amazing movie. Um, the book, Right. Um, I physically watched my grandfather <laughs> weep as he read it. Really? So, yeah, my um, my grandfather's a World War II vet, like right. everyone else, and he does a lot of World War II um, nonfiction reading and right. fiction reading. And right. it was a little um, sobering mm-hmm. to be at his house enjoying a happy Thanksgiving, and he was sitting on the chair reading and just started weeping. So if Clint Eastwood captured, I guess, the feeling of that book... Mm-hmm. Good for him. Right, I but can't. I did not see it. Right, I can't speak to that because I didn't. I didn't see the book. But I am generally a big fan of Clint Eastwood movies. He is just the, he's the king of making modern tragedies, and uh, I think that the way he portrayed 
uh, Flags of Our Fathers. It was a really interesting movie. It's about Iwo Jima. It's about the way the United States government uh, treated the World War II domestically and how they tried to promote the war. But there aren't, you know, it's a movie that makes a statement about war, but it doesn't make a statement about the Iraq War. It doesn't make a statement that's pro-war, anti-war. It just makes a statement about war. And it's really, really moving the way that he put it together. And I'm really looking forward to see uh, uh, Letters from Iwo Jima. I think that, that would, uh, that's going to be a fantastic movie. Outside of that... Uh, Big fan of the nom of uh, Aaron Eckhart in Thank You for Smoking. For, yeah, uh, I love that movie. Yeah, I, I still have not movie. seen that movie. I have not. Great tell, movie, tell me about and, it. Man, I hope he gets it. Well, the basic premise of the movie is that... Um, He's kind of he's kind of like an anti-hero. He is the voice of big tobacco in mm-hmm. um, in in the public in the media, and mm-hmm. the guy can talk. The whole premise of the character is that he could he could sell fire to the devil. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'll tell you what, the dialogue is fantastic. Uh, Katie Holmes is in it, and she's pretty good and moderately sexy. Uh, which hasn't happened for a while. <laughs> oh, man. Is that just because of Tom Cruise or legitimately not sexy anymore? Legitimately not sexy. Um, but you know what? The the whole thing of it is that he kind of grows in, in the movie and he has an arc and he ends up being uh, being a better guy at the end of the movie than he was at the beginning. And I, It's just really good and it's funny and it's dry humor and it's true. All the stuff he he has every week. He has lunch with um, the, the merchants of death. The merchants of death, which are the uh, the alcohol merchant uh, spokesperson and the firearm merchant spokesperson. So it's nice. cigarettes, firearms, and alcohol. And alcohol. Nice. They all have lunch uh, once a week at, at a one up each other, so to speak. Yeah, very good. It, the The film is is well done, very well acted. Rob Lowe steals. Every scene he's in, really? in it as a, as a big shot Hollywood guy, and uh, witty dialogue, razor sharp, deserves every heap of praise that that's been been. Cool. On. I'll have to pick up the DVD. Um, also, Borat, two nominations for Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, Cohen. The movie is Borat: Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. For those of you who haven't heard about it yet, nominated for Best uh, Picture in the Musical or Comedy category, and Sasha Baron Cohen was nominated for Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy. How many of you guys saw Borat? Absolutely, yeah, I sure. I, I have I not. not. I did not see it. Um, I. I don't know. We've kind of talked this movie to death right. the last is couple it, weeks, is it, but it is deserves it. Not it. worthy? It, no, I mean, no, oh, no, 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 no. It's it's great social commentary, like we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. smart. It's witty. It's lowbrow, but intelligent. Mm-hmm. And I guess the only other way you can compare it is like South Park at its right. best. Right. You see, I just think it's super funny, but it wasn't an especially well-made movie. He wasn't doing an especially able job acting. Mm-hmm. I just think that it was such a cultural phenomenon, you couldn't ignore it. Mm. It it was the biggest splash as far as movies go for publicity, both good and bad, primarily good. Right. And and the fact that it actually was good and funny, coupled with how much attention it got, it all but guaranteed that it was going to get nominated for a Golden Globe right. or two. Right. I just don't think that anything about it was especially good if it hadn't had gotten so much publicity and made such a big impact. Right. So it was it was... It needs Iffy. to be there. No. Um, lastly, on the list of uh, Golden Globes, a lot of nominations here, but I'm looking at supporting actors. 
uh, Ben Affleck for Hollywood Land. That didn't even come to Lansing, did it? I don't know. I, I, I wanted to see that. It looked cool. He plays um, George Reeves. Yeah, he, that's the story of George Reeves, who's the man who played Superman in the 50s, mm-hmm. uh, who oh, I have heard uh, mysteriously died. It was ruled a suicide, but a lot of people think there was foul play. Um, Kryptonite. His per- <laughs> Kryptonite, probably. Yeah, His exactly. performance was supposedly harrowing. Yeah. Um, I'm just generally against giving Ben Affleck recognition for acting performances <laughs> because they're so... I feel like they've been so bad in the past that even if he has a good one now, it's going to take a couple movies to make up for it. it. He still does not. He needs a couple good movies in a row. You know, um, Eddie Murphy's another one nominated oh, for Dreamgirls. Man. Yeah. I don't which, know what they were thinking. Which hasn't even come in wide release yet around here. Right. But supposedly yeah. it's the story of the... Supremes, right? Yeah. Beyonce's With in Beyonce it. Beyonce Knowles. And yeah. uh, I guess she gives just a bootylicious performance. Do we know who Eddie Murphy plays? Anybody? Probably the guy that... Probably Barry Gordy. I hope he's wearing a fat suit and plays five different characters. <laughs> <laughs> he's Barry Gordy and Smokey Robinson <laughs> and I hope he does Marvin Gaye. <laughs> and, uh, I'm going to look for Eddie Murphy. And here. David Geffen. I don't know how Two he of the got clumps. <laughs> right, right. Judge Reinhold needs to be in there as his partner. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, what else? I, I read that he's actually like in negotiations to make... I guess it'd be a fourth Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, man. Really? No. I have heard I, that, too. Don't, I, don't feed man. me rumors that aren't true. Not, it's just hearsay at this point, now. but you can get onto fault. the internet rumor mill and check it out. I believe I would that totally is the case, though. Not to digress, but there's all sorts of super trilogies in the works for a final run. Like, uh, Harrison Ford just signed on yep. for the fourth Indiana Jones yep. officially. Yeah. Um, well. What else is going on? There's going to be another Terminator Sands the Governator. Really? Yeah. Is it going to really? star super lesbian? I don't know. Christina Loken? I don't know. Um, Let's hope so. What else did I, I agree. see? Anyway, I'm not going to digress, but there's a lot of a lot of hot stuff in the works. No Ghostbusters, though. Uh, unfortunately. Going back to uh, this Dreamgirls with Eddie Murphy, it's not actually about the Supremes, but it seems very close. Uh, based on the Broadway musical, a trio of black female soul singers cross over to the pop charts of the early 1960s. Beyonce Knowles plays Dina Jones. Uh, Eddie Murphy plays James Thunder, quote unquote, <laughs> early. Um, Danny Glover's in this that one. Was definitely too. a boxer in Rocky too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good call. Speaking of Rocky, oh, that unfortunately that comes too. out next we'll weekend. Get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. On the other side of this one, uh, we'll probably talk about the TV side of the Golden Globes, and uh, we'll get into some Grammys too. You're listening to the Brock Show on Impact 89 FM. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Attention shoppers, if anyone is missing a rather plump set of love handles, please come to the customer service counter and claim them. The ample love handles were lost in the produce department where their former owner had purchased fruits and veggies to munch on during the big game. Thank you and have a good day. Small step number 81, snack on fruits and veggies. It's just one of the many small steps you can take to get healthy. Learn more at www.smallstep.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Saturday nights from 8 p.m. until 2 a.m., tune into the cultural vibe to hear the best in both local and national hip-hop, plus live mixing on the ones and twos. Only on Impact Prime Time. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. 
phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. And we're live in the studio here on The Brock Show. My name is John, hosting a happy hour tonight. Joining me in the studio, as always, our wonderful panel. Joining us in the studio, though... Is Frankus Acavetti? How you doing, Mister uh, Frankus? Oh, I'm just fine, thank you. Good, good. You're gonna have to speak up a little bit uh, in this part of the show, because I know you have important things to say about the top entertainment issues in America. Uh, <laughs> apparently, I do. I didn't even realize that I did. Uh, the Golden Globes also come out with television nods uh, every year. For those of you who didn't know, and uh, rounding out the uh, nominations for best drama series. 24 on Fox, no surprise there. No surprise. Uh, Big Love on HBO, again, no surprise. Uh, Grey's Anatomy on ABC, again, a disappointing surprise. Overrated. Overrated. Uh, Heroes on NBC, which I have not actually seen, but I hear is a really good show. I only see the last five minutes. Sean Parker is a Heroes fan. Tell me about Heroes, Sean Parker. What do you want to know about Heroes? Just give me the basic outline and what you think of it. The basic idea is that a expanding group of people begin to realize that they all at about the same time they begin to have powers manifest and it's about them coming together to i guess realize their destiny mm-hmm. and there's at least one character who at this point apparently has no superpowers and he's kind of the person that's bringing them together via a master list of heroes and it's supposed to be like evolution's answer like they're genetically evolving into like the next type of beings but it happens to be that they've got like the power to bend space and time so we have that to look forward to as so we it's like to x-men pretty much kind of it's 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 <laughs> they they're deep into the season and they still aren't heroes so to speak like running around trying to save the day actually really using their powers to do anything extraordinary like Heroic, I guess. I mean, right. that's. I, yeah. I'm not selling it as well as I could. But. Right. Well, see, to me, from what I've seen, the most prominent hero is the cheerleader who can walk through walls. Is that what her power is? No, no. she's indestructible. She's indestructible. She has like Wolverine type healing powers. Right. And you can't die. Which she's... should help her in her cheer competitions. It's important yeah. when you fall off the top of the pyramid. Yeah. Also, I imagine that's painful. Also, various extracurriculars that involve bending. Have you ever lettered in uh, in vulnerability? <laughs> no. I got my varsity. No, I lettered I in radio. Year, I lettered in broadcasting in high school. Heroes <laughs> is cool, and if you're into like shows that have a continuing kind of serialized storyline, and it's and the arcs are kind of like a comic book. Like X right. episodes had the whole save the cheerleader, save the world arc, and right. they kind of tied that up, and now they're going into to a new arc about who's on the list. But really. They make a point, the writers have gone on record as saying they want to resolve or reveal something important every episode. So if you're a fan of Lost, like I am, and it just drives you batty when they tease you and don't ever actually solve anything in the stinking show, Heroes is kind of right. refreshing because you actually get something each and every episode. Cool. And it's cool. It's it's a pretty excellent show. I, I'm not positive it's nomination worthy but it's it's really cool it's worth watching right uh surprisingly absent from the list is studio 60 on the sunset strip a travesty one nomination uh going to sarah paulson for best supporting actress in a series miniseries or movie uh outside of that totally absent um and i haven't seen the show since the beginning of the season but i liked it when it when it came out you know she's she's okay which Um, one is she she plays... Is she the, the blonde, conservative yeah, love interest yeah, for Matthew and, Perry? And I, she's uh, really good. Yeah, I, I forget her character's name in the show, but she's really good. But she's not nearly as good as either Bradley Whitford 
or Matthew Perry. I was just say, right. Those are the movies that should have been nominated. Right. Right. Yeah, especially, especially, I think Matthew Perry. His um, for from going to from Friends to this show, which is just a completely different genre. Right. Um, is a huge change, and I think he's made the change very gracefully and just complete awesomeness in his acting you know bradley whitford he went from doing one aaron sorkin show to another one yeah so the change was easier transition yeah Yeah. the change wasn't as as hard matthew perry did get a nomination for the ron clark story where he plays a teacher in harlem who inspires his students to be more than they actually are i think i saw (laughs) that once uh it was called stand and deliver when i I was called mr holland's opus when i saw (laughs) right uh uh, so that was he was nominated for best actor in a miniseries or movie. Uh, altogether, not really eventful in the did television. Did the Office make the cut this year? The Office did. It was nominated for uh, best series, musical, or comedy. Oh, good. Steve Carell was also nominated for best actor in a musical See, or that's comedy. That's the funny thing. It's Steve Carell is not the glue that binds that cast together. No, well, maybe but he's he is the, the glue that the binds it guy. together. But he's not the standout actor on that no, show he's by not. any means. He's he's the it guy though. He's the star, and I think that um, you know I agree with you there. Don't get me wrong. The guy's funny, oh, and the guy's hilarious. great for the role of Michael Scott. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, there is just so much more going on in that show, and I have said it more than once that I think this is this year is that show's time. I right. mean, it's just been brilliant this year. Well, he's got a lot of competition. Alec Baldwin was nominated uh, for Thirty Rock, which is which a pretty he's funny show. Incredible, he's really in that good. Show he is. Uh, Zach he is the glue of that yeah, show. That show's great. Yeah, Zach Braff uh, from Scrubs is nominated. Of course, Steve Carell from The Office. Jason Lee. From My Name is Earl, which is another really good show, and Tony Shalhoub, who's the perennial winner uh, yeah, from is. Monk, he wins every year, and he's really good on it. Monk isn't a terribly funny show, I think, but it's uh, he's really good on it. I love Monk. I don't miss an episode. Really? I think it's it's not clever like like in terms of solving crimes like CSI. It's right. more. It's not supposed to be that. No, it's not. It's supposed to be like ninety percent comedy, ten percent CSI. It's like Columbo. Yeah, I suppose I suppose you <laughs> it's, could, it could when you watch Columbo. Columbo, you're watching Columbo. You're not watching to tell you who did it because they show you who did it in the first scene of every episode of Columbo. Well, they do the, the same thing with with CSI. Right. All 8,000 of them. Right. <laughs> you know, the um, funny thing is I'm going to digress for a minute, but um maybe maybe people want to check this out if if they feel so inclined. Um they had a montage of the beginning of CSI Miami. Every CSI Miami begins with David Caruso having a one-liner and taking off his sunglasses, and then they jump into the opening. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and, Is it uh, on YouTube? It's on, it's on YouTube, and it's YouTube. like six minutes long, and right. it's literally like a hundred of these one-liners <laughs> where it's just like, I guess the wave wasn't the only thing to hit him. Bam! And it goes into the intro, <laughs> and oh, it man. is so Robert cheesy. Just took off his glasses in a yeah. manner so that cheesy. demands authority. That was Caruso-esque, right? <laughs> Are there um, more incarnations of CSI or Law and Order? And I want a serious Law answer order. here. Law and Order. There's yeah. CSI. There's, there's like six Law and Order. CSI New York, CSI Miami, CSI Las Vegas, CSI the animated series, <laughs> and. <laughs> CSI and for children. The next generation. <laughs> CSI the next generation. And uh, Law and Order, there is Special Victims Unit, uh, Regular Law and Order, 
law and order criminal oh, intent Hello. and isn't there one more law and order <laughs> i don't know ci it might yeah, be a right. tie now that i think about it i may have misspoken that is just ridiculous i know and people can't get enough of it no they certainly can't uh, tell me a little bit about the uh, grammy nominations out today <laughs> sure no problem i was kind of disappointed by him um record of the year explain uh, what that is well it's um, it's uh, the best record of the year <laughs> yeah, and uh, I believe it's for the artist and the producer, though, versus song of the year, which is for the songwriter. Okay, thank you, sir. That oh. is that is correct. Good explanation. Um, we have "Be Without You" by Mary J. Blige. You're beautiful. A <laughs> incredibly terrible song by James. Oh, it's Blige. a heart wrenching ballad. Not ready to make nice by the Dixie Chicks. <laughs> Crazy by Niles Barkley. And put your records on by Corinne Bailey Ray, a oh. talented oh, newcomer. I think clearly Gnarls Barkley is going to win. Um, Do they draw the names out of a hat? <laughs> for for album of the year, we got not. <laughs> Dixie Chicks taking the long way. Gnarls Barkley with Saint Elsewhere. John Mayer with Continuum. Red Hot Chili Peppers with Stadium Arcadium. <laughs> and uh, Justin Timberlake with Future Sex Love Sounds, which I think would probably be considered the front runner at this point. Really. That's just a great. Album. I would go with the Chili Peppers in that category. This is uh, this for, is for album of the year. Honestly? I would. I wouldn't at all. I you didn't think, like their new album. You think they're I'm, washed I'm not up? Saying the the Chili Peppers a... are officially washed up. You heard it first. They here have. That's what they said about Green Day, and they run like one magic. record. That's what yeah, you gotta right. realize about the Grammys is that it's not about who made the excellent music it's about like the whole package how it's much did they sell the how much exposure did they have well i still the, even even the then the chili peppers are aren't gonna you, win once the, you the chili the, peppers won't win on that criteria i mean i barely heard about that album outside of this radio when station. i imagine the grammy nominations the committee i imagine a bunch of 55 to 65 year old parents saying what are my kids talking about right yeah and that's how they pick you know, that's interesting, but I think in the last couple of years, the Grammys have done much better than they have in the past with recognizing new artists. Um, like last year, Fall Out Boy was nominated for a few, and, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, two maybe, uh, Green Day won just a boatload for... Um, Do you think Green Day won their Grammy, though, because that album was politically charged, and at that time that was the hip thing to do? Or because every song on the album, album. every song in that album was a single, pretty much. I mean, it it, was a great album. It's a really solid album. Uh, It it was mainstream Green Day, um, which, I don't know, maybe, maybe the Grammy committee was going a little bit punk and tell trying me, to rebel tell me about because this is the impact i want to hear about the nominations for best rock album and for best rock song okay An alternative album i believe is also there ah. Ooh. let's hear them um well for rock album we have uh we have best solo vocal rock performance nausea by beck someday baby by bob dylan great uh route 66 john from john mayer saving grace from tom petty and uh, looking for a leader by Neil Young. A lot of huge impact artists. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Doubling up from the underground. Uh, they play. They play uh, back on on the station. They I play know. certainly Bob Dylan. We played That's Neil a, Young. Yeah. yeah, certainly. Let's hear the alternative. Um, all right, alternative. Uh, I gotta find it here. Casio nuts. <laughs> Casio nuts. A number one. Right. Um, the hard lessons. Well, uh, the Arctic Monkeys are nominated. Oh, really? Was uh, that for, album this year? Uh, yes, it was. Oh, wow. Whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not. Uh, At War with the Mystics by the Flaming Lips, nominated. Cool. That was an underrated really? album. That was, that cool. was. Um, yeah. St. Elsewhere 
the album by Gnarls Barkley. Yeah, that's going to win. Uh, right now, I guarantee. I'm guaranteeing it. A, a surprise. <laughs> Want to double shock it? A surprise of Show Your Bones by the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Really? Yeah. Yeah, really surprising. Wow, that is surprising. Because, you know, I, I didn't think that album was too strong. I didn't. I didn't think it was as strong as their first one. Certainly, certainly not as good as uh, a fever to tell. Um, and then uh, the Eraser by Tom York. Maybe not hmm. a big Ugh. surprise there. Yeah, that was but not Black a big Swan surprise, was. But of all cool. the albums mentioned, that's probably one of the most deserving. Uh, Certainly. What's yep. your alternative song of the year? Um, if there is one, I don't even know if that category exists. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, make, make up a category. Yeah, let's hear uh, John Fournier of the year. Do they give that away at the Grammys? Yeah, I, I'm I'm not sure. Although the year Although I yeah. tell you what, um, something that our radio listeners might be interested in is uh, the music video of the year category. Yeah. Let's hear that. So we have the song Eighth of November by Perennial Impact Stronghold Big and Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Then we have uh, when featured artist of the week. Actually, actually when you were true. young by the Killers, which is the only song I really like off their new album, and it's and, a standout. And that's for not sure. a good video. I haven't seen the video. It's them basically walking and walking. Well, um, we've got Danny California yeah. by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh. Yeah. We have uh, Writing on the Walls by Under Oath. I've never heard of them. There you go. I'm just going to say it. Doctor Kilometers never heard of Under Oath, and the video that is going to win, I would risk life and limb to I'll bet you five dollars it doesn't and I don't even know who it is. Okay go. Here okay, it goes go. again by okay go. I was gonna say it's gonna video. be ridiculous if that Absolutely. was I was actually getting angry. That video yeah. is so entertaining to watch though. Oh, I don't care gosh. how YouTubed it is, it's fun to watch. You know, still. if we've learned anything the, them doing the treadmills yeah, on the treadmill. If yeah. we've learned yeah. anything from Jamiroquai, it's that if you put yourself <laughs> on a floor <laughs> it moves in stationary you motion. For your video. If you're in stationary motion, it impresses people. Yes indeed. Yeah. So you know, I mean Grammy committee, you didn't get it all wrong, but you blew it on quite a few of them. Uh, moving on to uh, movies coming out this weekend. Uh, just a, a few movies coming out. Uh, first one I see here, Home of the Brave, uh, which is a movie that takes place in southeastern Iraq. A war-wearied National Guard unit has just received the exhilarating news that they are about to be demobilized, quote-unquote, finally sent back home to the safety of Spokane. And as is par for the course, Hollywood.com tells us almost nothing about the movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, have you guys heard about this movie? This is one that I Not hadn't a heard word. No? No? Is uh, that the one I... with uh, Jessica Biel in that? Let's see. Movie info. Loading. Uh, director. Good work, Internet. <laughs> yeah, Samuel Jackson, Jessica Biel, Christina Ricci, 50 Cent. Uh, Brian That's a Presley, ridiculous cast. Yeah, it totally is. Justina Ricci, Samuel L. <laughs> Jackson. Jessica I hope Samuel Jackson get these mother fights. effing troops yeah. out of my effing desert. I hope is the line. I hope so. I'm so sick and tired. At least. I don't even say it. Uh, also coming out this weekend, The Pursuit of Happiness, the Will Smith tearjerker. See, that looks okay. That does look. Hard. I, it, looks, it does it look, it look like good. He, Tone down the bulletproof Will Smith charisma, yeah. and he it's, just seems like a decent guy. It's a true story, too. Chris Gardner is a family man struggling to make ends meet despite his valiant attempts to help keep the family afloat. The mother of his five-year-old son, Christopher, is buckling under the constant strain of financial pressure. No longer able to cope, she reluctantly decides to leave. Chris, now a single father... It's a really long synopsis. You know how the, he could resolve the single struggling father thing? He could move to Bel Air with Uncle Phil. That's right. <laughs> and start chilling out, maxing, 
man, he could live in the pool house for (laughs) six or seven seasons at least. I know. Babysit. Exactly. You know Um, what though? That there is there is an interesting point to that movie. um, That's not the plot or the acting. (laughs) (laughs) And that is that the little boy is actually Will Smith's son. That's right, and he beat out over a hundred other kids. Well, that's shocking. (laughs) Really. Indeed. Wow. Also, uh, coming out this uh, this weekend, a movie that nobody is going to see, Aragon, which is about a boy and some dragons. Um, also coming out this yeah, weekend. I know my wife's listening, and I have a commitment to go see it with her. Oh, so. Patrick. Got Ouch. Him. We're not talking. I got to sleep in the same You're bed on with probation. my wife. I think it's because... Um, <laughs> Maybe dragons look like horses and your wife likes horses. That's my hypothesis. Here's what Listen. another thing that I want to bring up. Jeremy Irons is in this movie. What happened to Jeremy Irons? <laughs> what he used there to aren't do... Any, aren't any animated lions? He got work. In this movie. He got work. <laughs> what, what's the other... I'm trying, There's another movie just like this that he was in like two years ago, and it's like... What are you doing, man? You're like a, a Academy Award winning actor. You could have any role you wanted, and you're doing Aragon. Uh, Did he win an Academy Award? Oh yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah. Do you know? I him? have no idea, but it was back in like '91 or '92. He's a really good actor. Um, I don't know. That's my diatribe about Jeremy. Listen, Adams. listen to this. Though. Uh, they have a like one of the trailers or commercials or whatever on TV for this movie, and you know I'm doing something else. I was half watching TV or whatever, and I heard it a few times in the trailer they use the wording a group outcast by blah 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 and i just heard the group outcast was gonna be in this movie <laughs> like, outcast is coming out with a dragon movie yeah. this is gonna be awesome and here's, I, here's, I was legitimately really excited about that right and then i found out it has nothing to do with outcast here's shake the your dragon, shake it shake your dragon shake nice. your bombs over dragons how much more can we do that's Keep it not going. that's not outcast that is. Oh, oh, man, I'm an idiot. Here, here's the uh, synopsis from Hollywood.com. A uh, boy named Aragon finds a polished blue stone in the forest. At first, <laughs> the here's, the here's the best part. Here's the best part. At first, he thinks it's a lucky discovery, something that will bring meat to his poor family. <laughs> I don't know. Eat it? Instead, it brings a dragon hatchling. <laughs> And Aragon is soon thrust into a world of magic and power through which he and the dragon must navigate. That sounds delicious. It's it does. It's got the same premise as the last Starfighter because I guess. <laughs> Except no, the last no, Starfighter really, because was you're better. Like, you're like forced to take a test, and then they find out if you're the chosen one if you can do something. So and it's right. like he happened to, to find dragon. this stone, I guess. And so extra, then in the commercials they points. say you've been chosen to be the last dragon rider because right. of this. Extra but, points to Sean Parker for referencing the last. Starfighter. Well, thank you. It's based on a book that's a pretty successful children's book and yeah. it was actually written by a teenager right, which right. is and there's a sequel too a big right. deal. I guess the movies are both smushed together um, it's com- also coming out look like another Lord of the Rings also so. coming out this weekend is Charlotte's Web starring Dakota Fanning and Julia Roberts and isn't she like 40 now Julia Roberts <laughs> or no, Dakota she Fanning, was Fanning. Yeah, yeah. Julia Roberts just turned 40 they I don't know so fast um, The Good German also hit in theaters this weekend starring cool. George Clooney really Kate, Bat- uh, Kate Blanchett and Tobey Maguire a romantic period drama about an American reporter who's sent to cover the final Allied Summit meeting of World War II. The reporter is secretly there to search for a lost love and ends up getting tangled up in a murder mystery when a body washes ashore. Uh, that looks, yeah, that looks way good. And also coming out this weekend, uh, Dream Girls, which we were talking about <laughs> earlier. And finally, we've all been waiting for it, coming out, I believe, on Wednesday, We Are Marshall. Marshall. Thank goodness, another high school football movie. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey, man. Actually, Marshall is a college. Yeah. 
and uh, they suffered a devastating loss of their I can read the Hollywood.com synopsis football team when their plane crashed. Yeah. Uh, true story set in 1970, Huntington, West Virginia, about a small town's efforts to rebuild after the devastating effects of a tragic plane crash that kills nearly the entire football team and coaching staff of Marshall University. And uh, Matthew McConaughey is like the equipment manager, and he's the only one who wasn't killed, so they make him the coach, and then he rebuilds the team. If there's many things I don't need, it's another overcoming adversity sports movie. I just I can't. Well, lucky do for you, next one. weekend we Rocky Balboa comes State out. University. Except no, we need to Rocky adversity at Michigan State University. We don't need a movie about it. Nice, nice. <laughs> um, if if they over talk to you, Luana Kay. <laughs> If they didn't need to watch that movie. <laughs> if they did overcome adversity, I would fully endorse them making a movie out of it. If it anyway, we're gonna we're gonna take a break and here. Roddy Piper. We're taking a break, guys. We're taking a break here on the Brock Show. We'll be back on the other side ripped. of this one on Impact eighty nine FM. You're listening to Exposure on eighty eight point nine The Impact. Smoking Helpline. Yes, I need to start smoking right away. Excuse me? I need to start smoking. Well, actually, it's the Stop Smoking Helpline. The people in the apartment next to mine smoke three packs a day, and it drives me crazy. So I'm thinking four packs will do it. I think you want MySmokeFreeApartment.org. It gives you the information you need to work toward a smoke-free apartment building. A smoke-free building? Without all that? Smoking. Uh, yeah, that's right. Make your apartment smoke-free without making a stink. MySmokeFreeApartment.org. When you get up in the morning and turn on the radio, you don't want to hear those other guys talking on your way to work, do you? You don't want to hear talking. You want to hear music. So here at The Impact, we are making you a promise. We're calling it the More Music Mornings 89-Second Pledge. We, The Impact, pledge that every weekday morning from 8 to 10 a.m., we will shut up and play music. We pledge that we won't talk for more than 89 seconds at a time, meaning more music all morning long. We pledge that every caller who requests a song between 8 and 10 a.m. Monday through Friday will be entered to win a great Impact prize. And we pledge that in return for your listening to us, we will listen to you and play more music that you want to hear. So tune into the impact for more music mornings. Let us know what to play, and maybe you could win some cool stuff. Only here on 88.9 The Impact. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Brock Show here on Impact 89 FM, also known as Happy Hour, as Jeremy, a program director. I refuse to call it Happy Hour, but I will just now, just for you, Jeremy. Um, anyway, uh, we I promised we'd talk about Lindsay Lohan, and Dr. Kilometer was way excited about it, so we're going to take a couple minutes and talk about uh, Elo, is that what they call her? Lilo, homeboy, Lilo. Lilo, Lilo sorry. Uh, yeah, in the last week, Lindsay Lohan has publicly said that Al Gore promised to help her fix her image. <laughs> Which is just hilarious. And she said that uh, he said Bill Clinton would help. Not, not that Bill Clinton has other things to do these days. Uh, and she said that she has been an Alcoholics Anonymous for two years, which is funny because she's 20. Uh, so while we're all thinking about this, I want all of you in the room here to, to pick your favorite Lindsay Lohan movie, and you can't pick Mean Girls. It's tough, I know. Dr. Kilometer, tell me about Lindsay Lohan. Well, I'll tell you what is funny about her whole uh, declaration of being an AA. And you know what? If she's really serious about getting help, I'm all for that. 
because this is happy hour and I like to be happy. But so she says so she says she's been in AA for over uh, like something like one year. And they're like, oh, how long have you been sober for? And she says, seven days, seven days, (laughs) seven days. I've been sober for seven days. My seven day chip. Right. (laughs) Um, I probably my favorite Lindsay Lohan movie is Herbie Fully Loaded. Oh, (laughs) man. Uh, Starring uh, Lindsay Lohan and the Mac. And Dennis Quaid. And the Volkswagen Beetle. commercials. Yeah, Mac from Mac PC. A.K.A. Justin Long. Yeah, that's his name. Sean Parker, favorite Lindsay Lohan movie. Wow, has she been in more than two? Yes. I'm going to go with The Parent Trap. Oh, Oh, good call. Yeah, and you can't pick one that's already been picked. Pat Train. Oh, Prairie Home Companion. No, I saw the Prairie Home Companion, at least 15 minutes of it, and that was terrible. Amanda Brewington, just running in, uh, co-host of The Basement, which will be on in 15 minutes. Uh, tell me, Amanda, what uh, what is your favorite Lindsay Lohan movie? It's a big toss-up. I don't know. I mean, Confessions of a Drama Queen, Mean Girls, both these movies. You can't pick can't, Mean can't Girls. Mean Girls. Mean Girls. Okay, Jeremy Whiting. Jeremy Whiting. Okay, I pick. You are on the internet movie database, and that is cheating. I am cheating. Oh, she was in Freaky Friday. (laughs) Yes, she was. Um, She was in Just My Luck. Has that even come out yet? Maybe not. Nickelodeon. Oh, no, that's TV. Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards 2006. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite role was hosting the Kids' Choice Awards 2006. She brought real depth to the I haven't seen any of these except Mean Girls, so I pick um, Mean Girls. (laughs) Okay, good. Frankus. I, I would pick a movie, but just looking at the internet movie database here, apparently before she was even in any movies, she was a trick-or-treater dressed as garbage on the Late <laughs> late Night with David Letterman. Oh! <laughs> that, was her, that is her first listed which was not role. Which was not a departure for her. Oh, it no, was an it was easy role to play. Six yes, it was yes. uncredited. <laughs> uncredited. <laughs> Six years before she was in that remake of The Parent Trap. And her parents is. knew that she was destined for Hollywood when they saw her dress like trash. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what, Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan? If you're listening, she may be, yeah. If you're listening, girl, <laughs> which we know you are, you're always she, on the mobile texting. And she may be, she right may now. be, uh, you know, in AA and whatnot, but at least she doesn't drive on the California highway, uh, high on Vicodin and weed, drunk off her butt, weighing 85 pounds in the wrong lane like Nicole Richie did this week. That's right. Or no row, as we call her. On uh, that note, work. we are we are closing our discussion of Lindsay Lohan. It's not healthy to talk about Lindsay Lohan for more than five minutes Nor or is your she brain healthy. explodes. Uh, and we are moving on to uh, one of the last topics tonight. And I know everybody in Radio Land is excited to talk about Star Trek. Oh, well, this man. This is big media news. It know? is big media news. Uh, the, the Star Trek Eleven, the latest Star Trek movie, is in the works. Uh, at uh, Paramount Studios, J.J. Abrams, the producer of uh, Felicity and creator of Felicity and Lost and a number of other great TV shows. Uh, he did is, Felicity? Yep. Is uh, producing. Uh, he also did Alias. Uh, is producing uh, the next Star Trek movie. Uh, he's trying to get Matt Damon to play Captain Kirk, Matt reportedly. Damon. And Matt Damon has said that he's interested in the role. <laughs> but there's another big news in Star Trek uh, today. It was uh, uh, just found out today that CBS is interested in developing a new Star Trek animated series. Uh, the Star Trek series would take place in the 26th century, which is 150 years after uh, Captain Picard. Um 
And uh, it seems like an interesting plot. Uh, what do you guys think? Talk to me about Star Trek. Or when anything? is William Shatner going to find time to step away from his busy uh, career of doing Show Me the Money and uh, uh, commercials for travel companies? Yeah, he's got Boston mm-hmm. Legal on that That's show. That's right. Is absolutely that is, phenomenal. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah. We well, should invite him to come on the show. I yeah. think he would do it. That Show Me media. the Money is just absolutely <laughs> terrible. Is there any yeah. chance that... An- is it going to be prime time? Is that what they're implying? Or is the, it like right a Saturday now, morning on It's CBS? being developed for web only right now, but oh, they're developing it. This would be cool like on Adult in, Swim. On there is a right. 0% yeah, chance absolutely. that like a prime time CBS animated Star Trek could right. ever succeed. Right. Well, the reason happen. why they're, I mean, there's a reason why they're doing animated. It's because the production costs are too high to do live action. To keep it up to par with quality, the ratings just aren't high enough for Star Trek. So they're doing, I mean, by doing an animated series, they're admitting that this is not going to be a rating scriber. But they're designing it originally for web only with the possibility of transitioning it over to TV later and they wanted to get it on Cartoon Network. You know, if they if they did something in the vein of Batman Beyond, I think it might be successful kind of darker like that with kind of right. uh, you know, kind of stilted uh, um, as far as the human figures going not incredibly realistic and whatnot, but right. if the animation quality was there and the plot was there. I would, I would certainly I, consider watching. It. Well, I think it would do much better on a premium channel. Like yeah. HBO had very good success with uh, the Spawn animated yes, miniseries they that they did. That's a good point. And it would probably thrive in that environment where they could dump money on it, and regardless of how it did with ratings, they could at least get a good season out of it. Right. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm with Sean Parker on this one. It's going to be it have to be carefully handled and. See, my only problem with that is how many nerds' moms uh, get HBO in their garages because that's where everybody's going to be watching it. Because nerds get these scramblers. Because <laughs> nerds, exactly. nerds live with their parents in their garages. That's true. Well, you don't. I certainly don't. That's true. Uh, and, and well, the nerds you, who grew up on Next Generation are older, like us. Right. Have HBO. Right. Right. Except if you don't. You're kind of hitting the hitting the thing. Uh, uh, hitting the nail. Whatever. You're you're dead on here with the. Uh, I don't even know what I'm saying. Bingo. With the synopsis of the Star Trek series, it's supposed to be a lot darker. Uh, the Federation is substantially weaker after uh, a war with the Romulan Empire. Um, they're kind of scattered. They're not very strong. And this, the new captain is Captain Alexander Chase, who takes command of a 60-year-old heavy cruiser named the Enterprise. Huh. Uh, and his he, being a history buff, knows the glorious past that the Enterprise has had with Captain Kirk and Captain Picard and takes it out on frontier missions uh, in mm. kind of uh, unsecure portions of Federation territory. I don't know. I don't know if I like that premise other than the darkness of it because... Right. Um, First of all, a war with the Romulans doesn't seem very probable to me. <laughs> especially, <laughs> all right, especially, it's okay. set in the 26th century. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, what what happened between? I want Sean the, Hannity to call in. What happened between the Klingons? And See, the, the Romulans, the Romulans uh, uh, the occupied the Klingon ter- uh, Klingon home. I mean, what happened? Did the, did the Borg join forces? I don't know. With the I don't know. I think These be... are really good questions, <laughs> Mr. Martin. <laughs> I'm, dead, I'm 100% dead serious. I'm it would be not more, joking at all. More interesting to have a captain who was not a a good leader be morally directed in See, the Federation. See, you had that with Star Trek Voyager, though. <laughs> That's true. I'm Kate just Mulgrew, saying. you suck. It's true. She was good as Columbo's wife. That was about it. <laughs> That's about if they're time. in fact on the Enterprise and he's a history buff, so he actually knows about their past missions, the whole show is going to be a bunch of winks and nods to the old 
different you know series well, that's all the by like by like referencing referencing that. plot right. points and little it'll yeah. just be like fun for people that are fans of the other shows to watch and see if they can catch the reference to right there's a whole a point of episode. enterprise like let's right. take all the characters and try to rework them so now right. you know how things happen maybe they should yeah. just have them hauling like cargo that'll be the whole plot well, I think transporting it's a space it is rum. it's a heavy cruiser <laughs> i don't know if that means a freighter or a transport ship of some a heavy sort. cruiser usually yeah. means a <laughs> old border battleship patrol. yeah Supposedly. yeah 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 um it just it just doesn't seem like it would be a good fit for a show because you know if you it's look at every star trek it's always been the ship has been the cutting edge in terms of its uh, time period you know with with voyager um it definitely was with the original and the next generation both enterprises were the cutting edge mm-hmm. see it seems like didn't even have bluetooth yeah that's too bad it, it seems like the like what they want to do with this new animated <laughs> series is much more like uh the original series how everything is just totally brand new because it's a whole different world where the federation's not right. in power and because uh, there's something about like the federation being split up and everything it's very dangerous or our border conflicts and all this it's stuff, a restart so. button essentially yeah and it's really cool so. um so I, I, I thought it was pretty exciting i wasn't sure at first but then i read up a little more about it on the internet and it looks cool the production company that's making it uh when they sat down to develop it they said that they wanted to totally rewrite the rules for star trek what so does that mean? That means that, for instance, the disposable security officer no longer exists in this show. The security people are supposed to be really top-notch. I don't know what that means. But um, the Enterprise is not the most powerful ship in the fleet. The Federation is no longer the most powerful uh, sector in the or, uh, you know, group in the universe or something. Um, they've just totally rewritten <laughs> Star Trek. It's a, uh, you know, and they're starting over. I mean, and to me, that's that's good. The franchise has gotten incredibly stale uh, since probably in the last Scott ten years. Bacula. <laughs> yeah, since the Next Generation went off the air like thirteen years ago, it's gotten incredibly stale. Is that 13 years ago that show went off the air? 1993. Holy smokes. I remember in my living room watching the final episode. And that is just like... That was with like Data on the holodeck and stuff, right? Yeah, (laughs) right, right, right. Wow. 13 years. No, the finale was with uh, Picard experiencing the temporal... uh... Anyway, Eric Marzak, I hear you've got some weird news for me. I have have a bit of weird news, although... um, it's certainly not as interesting as weird news has been in the past. It never is. But uh, decently entertaining. <clears throat> uh, this one coming to us from Singapore. Court orders camera ban for Peeping Tom. A man arrested for secretly filming under a teenage girl's skirt was barred from using cameras for a year by a Singapore court. Was that the Britney Spears paparazzi? Indeed, it was. <laughs> that was the, Those pictures were taken in Singapore, little known fact. Dubbed the upskirt, upskirt voyeur, uh, the man escaped a jail term but was sentenced to 40 hours of community service and ordered by the court not to use a camera phone. <laughs> nice. <laughs> for real. For real. That'd be a death sentence for you. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed it would. Um, and next we have uh, a story, and this is the final weird news story that we have. Like I said, it was a bit of a slow weird We're news week. We're only two. Two two weird this news weird stories. weird news update. That's all we got. Um... Tired of ridicule, this one's coming to us from uh, from Sweden, by the way. Tired of ridicule, the town of Fajukbi seeks name change. 
After years of ridicule, the inhabitants of the Swedish village of Fidjukby have had enough. Tired of the ridicule caused by the name of their tiny hamlet, a number of Fidjukby residents have handed in an application to Swedish authorities for a small change that could make a big difference. They want to become Fidjukby. <laughs> The word Fajukbi today appears to spontaneously <laughs> and repeatedly lead to associations concerning certain carnal activities, complain the town. <laughs> Regrettably, the, uh, this fact breeds feelings of weariness, embarrassment, and conditioned shame among the <laughs> residents. Nice. The, the residents conditioned of, shame. Conditioned shame. That usually only happens when you oh. work for the impact. Pavlov uh, and Fajukbi. And, and a, a, a little side note to the story. Um, Annette Toronso at the Swedish Surveyor's Office said the name changes were granted only rarely in Sweden, though another village changed its name from Kranjiger, literally meaning vomit regret. In the <laughs> so if your name, apparently in, in Sweden, if the name of your town refers to some grotesque bodily function, you can have it changed. Nice. There's a guy who went around naming all Yes. <laughs> your town's name shall be Vomit Regret. And yours oh. will be Walk of Shame. Yet Sweden remains surprisingly neutral. Cha-cha-cha. Nice. So, well, that's, uh, uh, sorry, Sweden, for butchering your people's names and your town's names. I I am an Anglo, but uh, but it was funny. I found Just it in case Sweden happens to be listening. Yes, yes. the entire country. Sweden, you're on the air. This is streamed over the internet. <laughs> True. All right, that's all we have for happy hour for this week. Uh, Brock will also be on uh, sabbatical uh, next week, so I don't know who will be hosting, but it'll be someone fun. Be sure to stay tuned to The Basement coming up next on The Impact.